As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Michael, we're now a few episodes into our season on product failures, and I just thought I'd check in with you. I wanted to get your take on how you think the season's been going. Honestly, it's been incredible. We've had more downloads than any other season that I can remember, and people really seem to be interested in the stories we've been telling. So, so far, so good. All right. Well, that is awesome. Now, why do you think that is? Like, why this season? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean... We're talking about some of the biggest product failures that have ever taken place, at least in, in modern history. And um, we often hear about successes, right? When we interview people, they're always talking about what they've done right and how they've gotten to where they are today. But it's not as often that we talk to people about failure. So maybe there's a bit more curiosity. And let's face it, sometimes, I don't know, there's a big wreck or a car crash and you just can't help but look, right? <laughs> See what happened. So there's that piece too. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. And I definitely think it's important, you know, especially this point in the series that we take a pause though. Um, I, you know, I think we've been doing each of these episodes on this, you know, a pro different product failure every single time. But I think this episode, we pull away a bit and instead of telling another story about some massive failure that maybe everybody's heard of in the news, let's remember that they're very real people behind these failures and these people have feelings and failures that they've experienced. You know, it's probably affected them in different ways. I know for me, it's failures of mine have definitely affected me in the past. You're so right. You and I have both talked about our personal failures and look, we may be past those, but they had real effects. Failure is not fun. It's not glamorous, right? And uh, we really shouldn't ignore that fact. No, we shouldn't. And today we won't be ignoring that. Today, instead of telling another failure story, uh, we're going to go under the hood and we're going to talk about the psychology of failure understand how failure affects these very real people and it might be a different type of episode than we've had this season so far but i think it's an important one i think it's one that everybody will get value from and it starts right now welcome to rocketship.fm rocketship fm is produced in partnership with product collective we are your hosts michael saka and i'm mike belcito I know that you've been researching a lot for this episode, and you had a chance to sit down with somebody that some of our listeners might be familiar with. That's right. Not that long ago, I had a chance to catch up with celebrity superstar entertainer Will Smith. Wait, what? You didn't tell me that part. All right, no. I didn't actually catch up with Will Smith, <laughs> but I, I did catch this clip from Will Smith's Instagram page, and he actually does talk about failure a little bit. I love this one. Fail early, fail often, fail forward. Um, you know, it's always a little bit frustrating to me when, when people have a negative relationship with failure. Failure is a massive part of being able to be successful. You have to get comfortable with failure. You have, you have to actually seek failure. Failure is where all of the lessons are. You know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you're actually seeking failure. You want to take your muscles to the point where you get to failure because that's where the, the adaptation is. That's where growth is. Successful people fail a lot. They fail a whole lot more than they succeed, but they extract the lessons from the failure and they use that the the energy and they use the wisdom to come around to the next phase of success you gotta take a shot you have to live at the edge of your capabilities you gotta live where you're almost certain you're gonna fail that's the reason for practice practice is controlled failure you're getting to your limit getting to your limit getting to your limit you can't lift that, you can't do that, You until you get to the point that all of a sudden your body makes the adjustment and then you can do it. Failure uh, actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve. So fail early, fail often, fail forward. Okay, well, fail early, fail often, fail forward, that's Will Smith's take. And I had no idea that Will Smith was going to be one of those voices in this episode here. I, I figured I would surprise you with that, Michael. Well, do you agree with his message? You know, I actually do agree with a lot of it. I mean, you know, for example, I think we can learn from our failures for sure. Um, I don't think that the fear of failure should stop us. Um, so I definitely agree with those parts. Um, I've failed in my past and I've learned a lot from what I went through. And 
I don't think there'd be any way that Product Collective, uh, the company I'm running right now, would be as successful as it is if it wasn't for me and the rest of our team applying what we've learned from our own failures, uh, you know, in the different ways that we've experienced them. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can relate to, right, from shutting down successful agencies to to crew and the, the dribble acquisition, all of these lessons, they, they build and they make you who you are today or who I am today. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the reality is not everybody finds it so easy to embrace failure, though. I mean, not everybody can just let it fuel them and uh, and you sort of instantly find success afterwards. Not that that's what happened with, <laughs> with me or you, but it's hard for some people. In fact, that failure can actually be crippling. Um, and there was somebody that I did recently catch up with talking about this. Oh, let me guess. Was it uh, musical superstar Bruno Mars? <laughs> okay. No, no more superstar <laughs> celebrities, I promise. But it was somebody that our listeners might be familiar with, especially if they've heard the startup podcast with Alex Bloomberg. Mm. I caught up with Jerry Colonna, uh, who's the co-founder, coach, and facilitator of Reboot. Um, Jerry works closely with some of the top startup CEOs out there. Some even call him the startup CEO whisperer. Jerry really is the perfect guest for this episode. He was a successful venture capitalist, now a startup CEO coach, and he works so closely with entrepreneurs to address the problems that they face that they may not necessarily bring up to their colleagues, employees, or you know the board. That's right. And while Will Smith encourages us all to fail forward and embrace it all, Jerry reminded me that not everybody can actually do this so easily. For some people, they're haunted by failure. Occasionally, you, you, you run into somebody who's kind of haunted by past failure. And the result is that they're driven more and more to prove themselves worthy by um, creating some sort of mythic level success. And um, those people... I feel for them because, uh, you know, I think I, I often talk about what we really are all searching for is a kind of peace of mind, is a kind of equanimity where, you know, at the end of the day, we put our head down on the pillow at night and we say, man, I look forward to tomorrow. And um, haunted people struggle to have that feeling. Yeah. That's that's rough to put your head down at night and not, you know, even look forward to the next day to feel so crippled by the feeling of failure. I mean, no one no one should really feel that. No, they shouldn't. But many people do, mm. uh, especially product people and entrepreneurs. The harsh reality is that most new products and especially for startup companies, I mean, they fail. Mm. And the product people and the entrepreneurs that are behind this, they know this up front. Yeah. They still move forward anyway, right? I'm curious if because of that, because they know that failure is not only possible, but actually likely, are product people and entrepreneurs less likely to be afraid to fail? I actually asked Jerry that exact question and his answer. No. <laughs> fear is a normal human response. And fear of failure is a normal human response to essentially an existential threat. And uh, the challenge is that most people don't understand that. They don't make that association. And so I might fear failure because what I really fear is the consequence of that failure. And the, and the imagined consequence is usually something like humiliation and shame. Sometimes it's even becoming penniless. Um, or in, in one way or another, falling backwards down the staircase of life. The problem is that we too closely ally our sense of worthiness and self 
to an accomplishment of the goal. And then when we fail to achieve the goal, because that's all it is, we somehow end up in this um, morass of existential pain and suffering. And that fear, that fear of that failure, that fear of that pain stops us from taking action. Uh, and if we've experienced it once in our life, that's enough to, to train our brain to avoid that pain as much as possible. So this fear of failing, it's, it's real. And we as product people and entrepreneurs, it's natural for us to feel it. Yeah, it's totally okay to feel that fear, but we can only succeed if we don't let it cripple us. Uh, and we heard Will Smith before and, and his advice on how to go about not letting it cripple us, but I would love to dig into what Jerry's advice is on that front. But first let's pause here and we'll take a short break to hear from our sponsors. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att. Dot com. That's business.att.com. Okay, so Mike, you were saying that Jerry Colonna, famed startup CEO, Whisper, and co-founder and coach at Reboot, he had some advice on how we can get past this fear of failure and let ourselves push on, right? Yeah, and actually this very episode and this entire season really, it's actually a part of the solution that Jerry brings up. How so? Well... I'll let you hear it yourself from Jerry. Well, there are a couple of things. One is uh, a conversation like you're having right now and the dialogue that you're trying to spur, which is, hey, let's talk about failure. Not as something that produces shame, but as something that is a normal part of the experimentation process. So thing one is the notion of talking about it and normalizing it. Thing two is shifting our mindset and seeing our activities as experiments and art projects not as do or die, must succeed or fail, um, existentially threatening experiences. They're just experiments. And that's how we learn and that's how we grow. If we can move into that state and we can sort of disconnect the sense of our, our own self or our sense of worthiness as an entrepreneur, as an executive, as an adult even, if we can disconnect all of that from the accomplishment of the goal, the experience of failure is still painful, right? It's, it's a sense of disappointment, it's a sense of loss, but it's not devastating. And if we remove the devastation, then we just work through the fear. Now, what I just laid out, it's very hard, but it's not complicated. So that fear of failure, it's healthy, right? When it's not a devastating fear, when it doesn't cripple you, right? And the way to not let the fear bring you to that point is to decouple the act of product or startup failing from your personal failing, your own being, right? You are not a failure as a person. It's just, you know, that experiment, it didn't work. Yeah, in a sense, it's not that complicated, right? But of course, it's not that easy. It's actually really hard. It's so true. And I can't help but to think back to the very beginning of this episode and that advice that Jerry's giving. I mean, it's 
It's not actually that far off from Will Smith's advice, too. It's true. The mindset of thinking of what you're building, that new product, that startup, thinking of it as an experiment. No more, no less. That's right. That's exactly right. So this conversation I had with Jerry, I have to admit, it was an amazing conversation. As somebody who's gone through failure before, and hey, let's be honest, you know, I still experience it often enough, but <laughs> just like everybody, right? I mean- everybody's experiencing failure in one way. So this conversation, this was for this episode, but there were times where I felt like it was a coaching session for me personally. <laughs> Tell me more. Okay. Well, one point in the conversation, things actually got really personal. Um, mm. I shared with Jerry about uh, my past company, eFuneral, and how it ultimately failed. And and he asked me how I was able to move past eFuneral onto something new, which now that's product collective um, and not let that failure cripple me. And so how did you do that? Well, I, <laughs> I shared with him that, you know, when I was going through everything that I was going through at eFuneral and, and the end was inevitable and obviously coming, you know, it was rough. It was really, really rough. Like, you know, finding myself crying every day rough, uh, you know, for a certain stretch. And but I would say I, I'd come home and my son, uh, he was probably two at the time. I, I'd walk in the door and he'd be there and he'd have this huge smile on his face and he'd run right up to me and give me this giant hug. That is awesome. And uh, I bet those hugs are probably some of the best you've ever had. Yes, they definitely were. And you know what? Like that alone, like realizing that, you know, he was going to be there and yeah. you know, my family was there for me sort of no matter what. That is what helped get me through at least that exact moment when I was really, really, you know, finding myself in a rough place. And so I told Jerry that story and well, you'll see. First of all, what's your son's name and how old is he now? <laughs> My son's name is Edison and he is seven now. Wait, wait a minute. Pause. Your son's name is Edison? <laughs> yes. Okay. Who famously talked about failure. Right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, right. Okay. So, and he's seven now. That's right. So I, I, I think implicit in your story is an answer to your own question, which is to remember who you are. And remember that you're loved. You yeah. know, uh, I often speak about the notions of love, safety, and belonging, and how all of us are motivated by those the, the wishes for love, safety, and belonging. And when those things are threatened, all of them or some of them are threatened, um, even success can feel like a failure. Right? And so what I love about your story was that you walked in the house and Edison didn't give a, excuse my language, rat's <laughs> ass about whether or not it was a failed sale or whether or not it was a billion dollar exit. He doesn't care. He wants to know, do you want to get on the floor and play Legos? Yeah. Right? Because you're, you're dad or you're daddy. And that's the thing to remember. And that's the thing that's really hard to hold on to, um, uh, in 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 when when love, safety, and belonging are threatened, and failed startups threaten love, safety, and belonging. Make no mistake of that. When those are threatened, uh, the the only way out of the pain and suffering of that is to go back in and remember the value of who you are. You are not your accomplishments. Edison doesn't care about the valuation of your last round of financing. Okay. 
If it's cool with you, Michael, I'm going to call for a little break here. Okay. Uh, we could do the whole let's hear from our sponsors things now, if that's all right. Yes, for sure. Okay, you good? I'm good, Michael. I am very good. That last part, Jerry got pretty personal with you. Yeah, he did. That's for sure. What are you feeling? You know, okay, I am feeling good. And he's right. I mean, at the end of the day, Edison... He never cared whether or not Ethan was going to make yeah. it. He didn't even know what it was, right? He was two. Uh, but he, he just loved me anyway. And knowing that really did help me. Um, and, and not just him, of course, right? I, I have the support of my family, and they were there for me no matter what. So whether it's realizing that your toddler son will love you no matter what, or that you're just simply not defined by whether or not your product or company succeeds, I, I do think it's important to remember that. But I will say defining what success actually means is important. So what do you mean by that? Okay, well, let's just say you're launching a new company. I mean, is success making it to this billion-dollar exit? Uh, is it an IPO? Mm -hmm. um, or is it simply creating meaningful work that sustains you and your team? Or is it finding one customer and solving that problem that they've always been struggling with? Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, if you're a product person, is success creating that breakthrough product that helps your company stock double in value? If it is, well, you're probably already setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And Jerry talks about this very point. How we define success impacts how we feel about failure. So if we define success as a billion dollar exit, we are almost guaranteed to feel like crap. Mm regardless of our experience. But if we define success as building a company that pays its bills from which I and my colleagues can make a good living, well, you know what? That's a lot easier to achieve than a billion dollar exit. And you know, to do that, we have to sort of teach ourselves to ignore social media, to ignore the media, and not let that define success for ourselves. We have to allow ourselves to define success by the look in Edison's eyes when you walk in the door. That's what matters. Okay, I might need another break here. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can take one if you need it. No, okay, I'm good. I am good. I just... I wasn't expecting, you know, when we first got into this whole episode for it to get so personal yeah. with me, um, but, you know, it, it's great. It all is hitting home for me, and, you know, we're almost at the end of the episode anyway, so I, I can get through this. Um, and actually, there was some parting advice that Jerry had for people that I do think is worth sharing here. If I could give an overarching frame, it's, the, it's this notion, what I often speak about is this notion of radical self-inquiry. It's the process of stripping away mass to really get at the core belief systems that define who you are. And for many of us, a core belief system around, say, what success is, was formed very, very early on. And when we are in that stuck place, when we're in that haunted place, there is an opportunity to sort of go back and sort of look inward and say, why do I believe this to be true about myself? Now, a nefarious little trick that I will use with, and, and it's particularly effective with, with parents, is I will ask folks to consider, would they like loved ones in their lives to hold the same view of themselves? Well, if you do not want that for your child, then it's about time that you no longer want that for yourself.
So Jerry's parting advice, if you wouldn't want a particular mindset to permeate in the minds of your loved ones, then you know, don't let it do the same to you. Again, it's simple, but we both know firsthand how hard it is to actually take that advice. Yeah. And even still, since we started this episode out with somebody famous, I would like to end it with one more. Ooh, so you said there wouldn't be any more superstar celebrities. Okay, well, I lied. Here <laughs> is Michelle Obama giving a commencement speech at Eastern Kentucky University, and we'll close with some words that she wanted the students to remember, but I think it's important for everybody listening here to remember too. See, these are the moments that define us. Not the day you get the promotion, not the day you win teacher of the year, but the times that force you to claw and scratch and fight just to get through the day. The moments when you get knocked down and you're wondering whether it's even worth it to get back up. See, those are the times when you've got to ask yourself, who am I gonna be? Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It's your support that keeps the show going. Rocketship.fm is now part of the Podglomerate Network. If you want to learn more about the other shows on the Podglomerate Network, go to thepodglomerate.com. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. If you go to productcollective.com, you could check out live video interviews, sign up for our newsletter, be a part of our Slack group with over 6,000 product people. Just check it out at productcollective.com.